In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado? for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. We were good, we were cold. Kind of dream that can't be so We were right Till we weren't Built a home and watched it burn Sit things you don't 
Welcome back to So Bad It's Good. Today, this is your Tuesday episode. And like I told you today, today we're doing the Pop Culture Roundup because everybody, for the most part, had Monday off. And I think Pop Culture Roundup, uh, or as my next guest pointed out to me, it, this is the best episode to start your work week with, I think. So this is why we are moving this to Tuesday. It's a very special uh, occasion that we're doing this. So I hope you're having a, a happy Tuesday. I hope it's a gentle re-entry to your work week. We are here to soften the blow for you by talking about some of the uh, just these crazy celebrities, just this crazy pop culture world that we are so enamored by and frustrated with. And potentially it, it could be dragging us down like a huge albatross, but who knows? We're going to get into all of it today. Uh, joining us uh, once again, uh, uh, amazing returning guest. You might have just heard her uh, come on to talk about her other show that just started in December called Crown Jewels with Samantha Bush. They came on, they killed, uh, but I could talk anything. I could just read the phone book with her. But So let's get into it. Lex Nico, welcome back to the show. Hello. How are Hello. you? Good. Wait, Lex, wait. I saw you, uh, you were at the Outer Banks premiere. You were on the yeah. red carpet. What the heck is going on? <laughs> So Alyssa publicity, um, she's like a TikToker. She's just recently moved oh, to LA. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She used to be moved- with Dear. Or she had a podcast. Barstool. She's at Barstool. Yeah, Barstool. She Barstool. has a bar. She has a podcast now. It's called Tea with Publicity. It's mm-hmm. presented by Macy's. She's doing amazing things. But she was with Barstool in New York. Now she's in LA doing her own thing. Uh, and we obviously internet friends that you connect in real life. And she was like, I have a plus one for this Outer Banks premiere. And I'm like, Well, I watched the first season in. COVID and quarantine, but I hadn't watched the second one. So I was getting caught up. And then this was the <laughs> season three premiere. But what's so interesting is because the show, the first two seasons came out during COVID, this was the first time they'd had a premiere. A premiere. Yeah. Did anybody know what to even do? They're like, how do we pose for photo? I mean, oh, like it is- they were like having a good time. It was really cute to see like that cast genuinely loves each other and crew and whole team. It was awesome. They were just so like happy to be out. It seemed. What was it like for you, though? Because the step and repeat is what they call where all the photographers are like, oh, over here, over here. What is that like for you? How much terror goes through uh, your brain when you're you're hearing people wanting to take your picture on a red carpet? That's I mean, I don't love getting my picture taken. I feel like I feel like I literally have like a stick up my ass because I'm so awkward (laughs) like when it's happening. But it was fine. It was one. I guy feel like I would do the picture. robot a lot. I know. I'm like, like uh... sitting there so stiff. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> are my eyes twitching? What's going on? But no, it was a couple <laughs> of photos. Um, and then it was funny because like, I obviously wasn't interviewed by anybody, but there was um, Aaron from E! News, The Rundown. And I yeah, yeah. guested on, I guess, hosted The Rundown. So Aaron was there and she's like interviewing the cast. And I see like the producers who I know too. And I'm like dancing behind the camera, like saying hi. And I'm like, oh shit, this is going to look so bad on your Snapchat tomorrow. <laughs> Lex Nico, completely bizarre on red Yeah, we carpet. can't use any of this footage. Yeah, you've ruined a lot of <laughs> all of this. Um, that's exciting though. I think as a kid... You know, I grew up in Kansas and like even just I remember watching Entertainment Tonight and Access Hollywood and like about a movie premiere. And you're just like, mm-hmm. that to me is th- I mean, that's the peak of fame. If you get invited to a premiere of a movie like yeah. that is insane. And it's so funny then to demystify that a little bit when you live in Los Angeles and you do. I've gone to some premieres and it's never what. 
I thought it was as a kid. No. Like it's exciting, but it's never like I remember going to the. This is how old I am. I went to the Ocean's <laughs> Eleven premiere with Brad Pitt and George Clooney, and there was this huge party at UCLA afterwards where they put up this huge tent, and I'm like, wow, I'm at a party with Brad Pitt and George Clooney, which still would be exciting, but like. It, it it it's never lived up to that Ocean's Eleven moment. No, and honestly, it's crazy because like you think, obviously, it's such a huge production, but like what you see when you're not in it is just like the background, right? All the good bits, but there's so much going on behind the scenes. It's busy. It's messy. It's crowded. Like it's really interesting, um, and obviously, it's fun, but it's like it's a lot. There's like a lot of people yeah. jammed into a, a small, everything seems a little bit smaller. Like we've learned, we've learned nothing from COVID. We're just jamming nope. people yeah. on top of each other, like sardines. Exactly. And we don't know how to act because of the pandemic. So we're all reintroducing ourselves to these things that used to be normal. So I imagine even it increases the awkwardness of an already awkward oh, yeah. situation. And I don't even know, you know, also seeing the people like you have to stop at every single stop and get interviewed. And it's like, oh, my God, it gets so exhausting. I can imagine after a time. Well, and that's what, you know, with these junkets, uh, you know, you, a lot of these actors, you can see how exhausted they are of answering the same question mm -hmm. again and again and again, because it really is. You're just you're doing like sound bites for 100 different outlets from across the world and worldwide. And uh, it really does become work. And that's why I always crack up about you know, the art itself of like making a TV show or an album or a movie is amazing, but then you have to sell it. That's the other yeah. thing that people don't like. That's the part that always drags me down of like selling yourself, selling why you, you got to promote it. And especially if you know the show or the movie is bad, like those <laughs> yeah. are, like watching Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon recently on that Netflix movie. Oh, Ash, they both know God. the movie's horrible. They know it and you know, they know it. And they're trying to like still show some sort of excitement and they can barely generate enough to power a small room. I haven't watched that movie yet. Did you watch it? Oh, I no. Why? Why <laughs> would I watch a movie that everybody's like, this is unequivocally bad and not even in a fun, bad way. This is I just know. Bad. It's like so I can't no. bring myself to watch it because I'm like, everyone just says it's not good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm like. But I like how we are masochists in a way where you're like, this is so bad that I might like, even have, have to, to watch, watch it. Like, I, yes. this might be. But like people are like saying somebody told me the other day that they thought this might be the first movie written by chat GPT, which is that AI no. program. Yeah. They're like, cause they're like, it just doesn't, it's like what they think a romantic comedy should be, but it never really launches at any point. And I thought that was funny that we could potentially have artificial intelligence, write Full movie. They'll be bad, but it could still write. A but full it movie. could happen. It might be happening. Um, it's it's yeah. I'll I was want. Do you have you you watched Selling Sunset in the past, right? Yeah, of course. Well, Chriselle, who's one of the leads of that show, she was at a premiere for her Lifetime movie. Yeah, and um, which cracks me up because that's the other thing too about perception is that like, okay, you're like, oh wow, a premiere for a Lifetime movie. But what I think with hers was is very different than the Outer Banks one, which seemed like it had a big premiere. I think Chriselle might have been like, I really want. A premiere for this movie and i think the step and a repeat was probably like an eight by eight yeah. thing so it looked like a but it just tight shots of her on this one background and i'm like you could just buy a banner like this and just put it down and, and it like your step and, yeah it's like eight by eight but what was fascinating and i'm so excited for potentially a new season of selling sunset because her non-binary um girlfriend g flip, g -flip. they were pic pictures of g flip and grishel and that's the relationship 
I I've seen pictures of them, but I really want to see how that works in real life. Cause that's, a Oh my big God, I know. And like, they've from, been like, together she for was some time now, right? Oh, yeah. Over, over a year. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. But you go from one of those bald Oppenheim dudes, those little dudes, and then G flip. And I'm like, that's amazing. I want to know everything. I know. About I want to know everything. Her entire relationship trajectory has been very fascinating. Wild. But yes. you know what? She's having fun. I love to see it. She I hope she's really happy. I, yeah. If, if if it's just an acting having fun and she's showing us how much she's having fun and she's secretly miserable, I would be completely <laughs> bummed out. But that's like, you know. Is she that good th- of an actress? <laughs> well, this Lifetime movie. <laughs> back to, yeah, say no. Um, okay. I wanted to start off, which would, oh, by the way, I, just so uh, you guys, the podcast she does once again is called Crown Jewels. I keep calling it Crown Royal. I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's just because of the liquor. Um, so but uh, <laughs> her and Samantha Bush, I was trying to find a couple of uh, royal stories just off the bat, and I'll give you two of them. Okay. Uh, I think we found out this weekend that Adele and uh, the Ed little Sheeran. ginger, Ed Sheeran, will have, have turned down an invite to play at King Charles coronation. Yes. Yeah. And so I sort of predicted, um, I can't remember now if it was on our podcast or on yours, but I sort of predicted this, like, remember when there was the FIFA world cup and it was in Qatar and all these celebrities were like vocally not opposing, opposing performing there. I had mentioned, I was like, I wonder with everything that happened with Meghan Markle and all of the racism and Prince Andrew and everything, if there are going to be celebrities that publicly oppose performing. And that's what we're starting to see now. And I know that we don't have any specific reason why, but I would assume it's because they don't want to be associated with the monarchy given its current state, you know? Well, that was my thing too, is that like, and there's this natural, like, listen, I ha- I have no... uh horse in this race. I don't care who performs, but I do have to imagine it's a slap in the face. Like, you know, is oh it going to be God. like, is it going to be like O-Town end up performing at the King Charles? Like, I mean, is it going to be club seven? Ask yeah, club who seven. Is, well, they actually just did reunite again, but who is going to, who is going to play then? Like if we're getting these big people, then, and, and how much money will they have to like, okay, like, listen, I, I'm willing to pay a couple million if you'll play. Like who is going to say yes to this? Probably like Robbie Williams. <laughs> You know, <laughs> which, by the way, there was a rumor that Robbie Williams wife was going to join the cast of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for a hot minute. There was that. What? rumor. Yeah, there was that rumor going around a month and a half oh, ago. I think that I did read wife, that. And I was like, and I think it turned out to not be true, but I would genuinely be interested in watching Robbie Williams on Real Housewives of Beverly oh, Hills. Oh, yeah, I think that would be good. I need to catch up on everything Housewives. I need you to tell me what's going no, on. I'll, I'll tell you. We got a couple stories today. That I'll, uh, and the other story was uh, South Park did a skewering <laughs> episode on uh, Megan and Harry. And they said it was like, it was all about their privacy. World privacy tour. Their world privacy tour. Where it was like, don't look at me. Leave me alone. Give me Leave a-. us but alone. They would go on a world tour, which is, you know, just talking about the press blitz and the media blitz for their yes. docu- docu-series in the book. And, and, and then the Daily Mail being the Daily Mail is like, Harry and Megan looking to sue the creators of South Park. Daily Mail is completely full of horse crap when it comes mm-hmm. to Megan and Harry. But I just thought it was funny that this, you know, you could tell the glee that the Daily Mail has that South Park did an episode skewering Harry and Megan. Oh, absolutely. Any chance that they have to get their grimy little hands on a negative Harry and Megan story, they're going to do it. And like, I saw clips of the episode and it was really funny the way that they like 
you know, the concept of it and how they're like, yeah. don't look at me. And there's like fireworks going off and they're parading outside, protesting <laughs> outside of their own home or like going to Cartman's house and like looking out the window being like, is he looking at us? Why is he giving us that yeah. privacy? Why are you looking at it? Yeah. And it's yeah. so, I thought it was really clever. Um, but yeah, the daily mail is going to daily mail. And like, they're just, again, why are we talking about them still? Why do they still have a little thumbnail that you can instantly click to Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's names at the top of the Daily Mail homepage? Yeah. Like, y'all, you're obsessed with each other. I mean, <laughs> by the way, and it's it's so tough because I already know I should be embarrassed when I read the Daily Mail every day, but it makes it even harder when I see that. I'm like, come on, guys. Can I know. at least do away with the Harry and Meghan tab? Just at least, right? like, just, <laughs> let's do one good thing. Um, okay, so... Talking about relationships uh, that are potentially troubling is that last week. It's like, whoa, is this, are we talking about my life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lex, uh, I heard from the Outer Banks premiere that no, um, we recently had the Grammys and then the Super Bowl, and um, M- Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, I wanted to talk about because oh, this God. is just such a. It's such an, I don't want to say interesting relationship because I don't really even think it truly is. It seems like a very troubled relationship. Uh, Of course, at the Super Bowl last week, uh, Megan Fox, uh, you know, unfollowed everybody except for three people. She followed Harry Styles, um, Eminem, Eminem, and then the other, and then somebody else said, oh, um, Timothy Chalamet. So these are all people supposedly Machine Gun Kelly has a problem with, which is interesting in itself. And there were all these rumors because she did an Instagram photo in the background. It talked about like, you know, uh, domestic uh, abuse, you know, by your partner. And then she just deleted her Instagram entirely. And then on Valentine's Day, we saw on the Daily Mail, they had a very fuzzy photo of them coming out of a marriage counselor. Counselors, yeah. Which is always just like, come on. I mean, this is such a stage photo. And I always like when they're like, it's just like Megan looks visibly disturbed. I'm like, it looked just like smudges. Like it did. I couldn't, if you right, could get it's disturbed so blurry. from a smudgy photo. She could be um, like mid sneeze. It's allergy season. It's so interesting how they're so quick to just be like trouble in paradise. I'm like, first of all, was it paradise? Because it's like kind of fucking crazy. But look, those two are really, they are now to the point for me. And I would love to know your thoughts as well, where it's like, I can't even engage because it almost seems like they do this public tit for tat to like get off on it in private, you know? And it's like, well, there's a level of cringe now associated with them where I'm like, guys, I don't fully care. Like, I really don't like, if you guys love each other, that's awesome. If you don't, Sorry, you'll find somebody else. The only time I actually did care was when there was like, you know, accusations and hints that Machine Gun Kelly might be abusive to Megan Fox. Then Mm -hmm. I'm like, that shit needs to stop. And like, there is a a fascinating conversation to be had in terms of even the new Pamela Anderson documentary and comparing them to Pam and Tommy, which I don't think they deserve that, but I think they compare themselves a lot to it. But anyways, Megan Fox then comes on, she does a notes app post on Instagram, back on Instagram, you know, it's good when a celebrity does their notes app Mm -hmm. and she goes, there has been no third party interference in this relationship of any kind because the rumor was that he had cheated. Yeah. Um, With the guitarist. Yeah, that includes, but is not limited limited to actual humans, DMs, all bots, or succubus demons. While I do hate to rob you of running random baseless news stories that would have been much more accurately written by ChatGPT, you need to let this story die and leave all of these innocent people alone now. Okay. <laughs> so, and if we're going to go by what I just said of I don't care, what I will <laughs> say is like, um, you know, 
it's too late to be quirky and funny. Like the succubus demons, like, girl, you're the one that deleted your Instagram account. Girl, you're the one that followed the, like, girl, you put out all you're the stuff. You're the one that and- commented, like, who said I didn't cheat with Sarah, the guitarist? Like you played into the game and now you want to yes. act like you're above it when you were like feeding the fire. It's my least favorite part of celebrity culture is Same. that all of a sudden they cannot, it seems like they can't handle what's going on in their personal life. So they choose to then blame all of us. Yes. It's like, girl, if you just stay off Instagram, like you, you deleted your account, keep it that way. Like we don't have to do anything like, but the fact that I'm like, wow, you are so far removed from actually like, I'm like, what do you think is happening? Who do you think is like, does machine gun Kelly blame us? And you like buy it. I'm like, yo guys, you, it's, it's all the people on Instagram, Meg. Like you don't even get it. They they're trying, they're trying to break us apart. Like <laughs> I just have no sympathy for that. And I'm trying to be sympathetic, but I'm like, this is such this to me is embarrassing. And I'm just like, oh my God, I, I just hope, and are, are you doing this of sound mind? Are you being put up to this? What What is the thought think, process here? I mean, this is the thing, right? It's a little bit for me, especially with these two, like boy who cried wolf in the sense of like, to use the Harry and Megan, it's like, we want our privacy, da, da, da. But then it's like, look at me, look at me, look at me. Like Meg or MGK and Megan Fox are so look at me. They're so like, we drank each other's blood. They filmed their Under proposal a and posted and yeah. da, 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 da. And then they're like, you're making up senseless stories. But again, it's like, there's only so many times that I will have empathy for you in this situation. And at a certain point, I'm like, I'm done. You know, like you can't yeah. have it both ways. And there are these celebrities that think that they can have it both ways. And it's like, you're either like in it and you're going to be that public person and blah, blah, blah. Or you're somebody like, I don't know, like Amila Kunis and Ashton who like, seemingly are more private and normal. Don't show your kids, da, 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 da. You know, like you can't have it both ways. Yeah. You can have a relationship and be a celebrity. It's possible without a like white hot spotlight on your relationship. But I think but the they more, need the spotlight for yes, it's like a saying, third they, person in they their play relationship. into all of this. And yes. that was the fear of like, okay, so Megan, let's say uh, just by our friends and people that have like broken up and like suddenly in a relationship because they found out disturbing information. So she breaks up, deletes all that stuff. Great. And then what happens? That's like Sunday and then Monday rolls around. And then Tuesday, Machine Gun Kelly's like just texting you nonstop, trying to go through mm-hmm. intermediaries. And then you're like, fine, I will go to a marriage council with you and I will let people photograph it for us, you know, like, so they must, there must be this thing of like, fuck, what did I do? Oh my God. Like nobody really cares or like, you know, and, and then by the end of the week, you then go back on Instagram and then blame all of us. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I personally didn't do anything. I mean, if anything, I was really supportive of it. Like, okay, good. I know. I'm like, I didn't even post about you guys. Now you're mad at me. You guys, it's not me. MJ, MGK, it's not me, buddy. I didn't do it. I swear. It wasn't me. Um, And I'm like, this is so far, you know, from punk rock. This is so far from, this seems like, you know, punk rock was always about not caring. These people seem like they care so much. And that's just not punk rock to me. They care so much. And like we're saying, it's like, they feed off of the public attention. And without the public attention, I'm so curious what their relationship would actually be and like the level of substance that is there. I'm so, so curious. And I used to like, again, I was so all in on them in the sense, like, I was like, oh my God, great. Like two people that are super like, you know, out there into astrology together. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, that was a little performative. And maybe like your twin flame thing isn't necessarily all it's cracked up to be. 
I don't know. Relationships are the worst, I think. The I mean, worst. it's or, or, you know, it's like, it, cause it's just, there's, like we've all had that relationship where we've been performative with, or we've all had that of like, well, I'm doing, I'm posting this to make this person feel better to make this, but you know, but then it gets to an aspect of like, oh, it just feels all performative where you're just like, how does the reality of this situation work? Like, you know, I always see now them going to any party, anything, and they always have like the whole entourage with them. And I'm like, this doesn't, how could this be fun in any stretch of the amount? Like, how can this be like, I mean, are, are you doing this with the expectation in 10 years? I know this potentially will all go away and we'll like, you know, eat chili by a fire and then right? just laugh about everything. Is that I mean, like, what is the goal here? What do you think long term on any of this stuff? I don't even know if they're thinking long term, Ryan, because I think they're so up their own butts with like how it like self-importance right now. Like, I honestly don't know if they're thinking long-term they think about, Oh my God, people are giving us attention, baby. We're so hot. Look at us. Everybody cares. I love you. No, I love you. And then, you know, now we're fighting. It's just, it's, I don't even think they're thinking that far. And maybe no, I'm is, being naive, but well, I don't know. I just think that Instagram thing, it just threw, it put me over the edge. I was like, I yeah. can't deal with this. I got stuff to do this week. I can't deal with you coming back <laughs> on Instagram busy. and then you're locking comments and you're like, yeah, don't do this stuff to me. <laughs> because I was like, I, you know, is that Tyra Banks of like, I was rooting, I was rooting for, you. for you. I was rooting for you. And you do this. I, I stick up for you and you do this to me, oh, which is man. just so disturbing. Um, Listen, uh, so obviously they'll probably break up a couple more times this mm-hmm. month. Hopefully it and really is anything. Married. I don't know, man. I don't even just, just leave us out of it. Leave us out of it. Like don't post about it. Don't post like, they just leave us out will. of it. They yeah. Never like, will. <laughs> um, now see, like you're behind on Bravo, but I do want to get your opinion even on this. Are you watching Vanderpump rules this season? Have you been able to, you might not have, which is fine, but I, I, I haven't, st- I started watching the first episode and then I was like, I'm so tired. I have to go to bed. So I'm behind on Vanderpump and summer house, but like I've been following the Shayna yeah. Katie what? discourse on social media because this what's is what go- I scream and, and about Raquel, anyways. like what's see, going what- on? Is that the show right now, like, by the way, I'm really enjoying this season regardless, but once again, it proves my point of the show is happening on Instagram now. Yeah. The show for all of these shows seems to be a key component, even if you're talking about Real Housewives of New Jersey, which Joey Gorga and Joe Giudici oh bumped into each other in the Bahamas, and that was and did on Instagram. you see Instagram. Gia commented? Oh, Gia jumps in. Like, Gia, Gia don't give a shit about nope. her uncle. Like, it is no. wild. And I totally respect what Gio is coming like by the way I talked about this on today's episode you guys but basically Joey Gorga bumped into Joe Giudici in the Bahamas and there was like this moment like he was touching Joe Giudici's face and it was like you know so many memories so this and somebody filmed it and Gia said listen like you've badmouthed my father so much but of Mm -hmm. course you were able to get a get a post out of this yeah which talk about performative Mm -hmm. you know and there is a very true aspect to that but I do want to think that like all of this is performative, you guys. You're not telling Gia's mom, Teresa Giudici, posted a photo with Jacqueline Larita a week ago in Vegas after they had not talked for years, had a five-hour conversation. She got a post out of it. Yeah. Like, if you're having real moments, maybe Instagram is not involved for anybody. So you can't pick and choose and gatekeep who uh, you know, everybody's trying. It's an attention economy. Everybody's trying to get the attention. Of course. And it's like a part of, again, keeping that engagement and keeping people interested as a form of entertainment. Right. And nobody loves entertainment more than watching other people, especially celebrities like downfall. I hate to say it, but like, kind that of, is yeah, people love a mess. People, yes. Yeah. And people love to root against you. I was watching yes. one of your TikToks where you were talking about high vibrational. Like I want to do high vibration things and positive things and, 
And I'm like, I want to too, but there's a lot of stuff that like really gets in the way for me and talk. Cause I'm like, oh, yeah. this messes with my vibration because this isn't like, we have to realize the the sandbox in which we're playing and which we're a part of. And we are a part of this. Like they expect us to run with this stuff. They expect us to leave a nasty comment on a photo of Raquel and Schwartz in front of Schwartz and Sandy's. We are a part of this as much as anything Exactly. Else. So, like, what is going on with Raquel okay. and Schwartz? So, for real, this for season, real. Raquel, uh, obviously, Schwartz and uh, Katie uh, broke up their marriage. You know, I think 12-year relationship. And that is just insanely painful. And mm-hmm. I, even going into the season, was just like, man, having, I, I just wonder what this was going to be like for them to relive this year of their lives on a reality show. And not only feel about it the way that you feel and your family and friends feel, but now how we feel. Now, like I said, we're a part of this now. Like we get to show our, and for the most part, everybody has been so team Katie in the sense of like, well, we saw how Schwartz was on the show. We saw how this is all played out. But so Raquel, I mean, this is the other thing. It's kind of been ruined for us that Schwartz does make out with Raquel at Sheena's wedding. I don't, and, and from my understanding, they really are just friends. Um, truthfully, like no, uh, no, even like hinting around or like that, yeah. but this past week's episode, uh, Katie at the very end, they were in Schwartz and Sandy's in the premiere party and Katie, you know, rightfully pointed out, like, you know, he was like, well, you know, like, uh, I just sometimes wonder if Schwartz and Sandy is like the cause of our breakup and like, you know, and he's like, I kind of like maybe chose it over you. And she goes, Tom, you chose everything over me. You always did that. Like that wasn't, and that was like a crushing moment because in that moment, that was a hundred percent truth. And I'm not saying that Katie does not have fault in a relationship, but like we saw it time and time again is that he did choose everything but her. And so that's why they weren't meant to be together. And Katie, by the way, I think is having a glow up. She looks, Oh my gosh. She looks glowing. Fantastic. And she's telling, like, she's telling her truth. And I think that's an indirect uh, diametrically op- opposed to Schwartz, who doesn't really, tr- he's charming, he's all that stuff, but I don't think he necessarily tells the truth. Um, yeah. And it kind of seems like he goes on with things like, and almost chooses to take that like golden retreat. Like, I'm just like an innocent person. Like, I don't really know yeah, the like, consequences oh, of my man, actions. I'm so and sorry. then after he's like, oh. darn, I did it again. Ah, oh. it's like, yeah. you can't do that, you know? But he's so charming yes. that people yeah. are like, oh, okay. It's okay. Come on it's in, just buddy. Schwartz. It's a- and yeah. listen, Schwartz is probably a blast to hang out with and stuff, but it's probably not a blast to be married to. Correct. And it's prob- so anyways, then Raquel, which I just really, because her story has been about her and DJ James Kennedy breaking up and she's like trying to figure out what the heck she's doing with her life. She's completely lost, which is very relatable. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like trying to find, cause DJ James Kennedy has moved on and that kind of shocks yeah. her. But then um, she posted this photo of Schwartz on Saturday in front of the Schwartz and Sandy's sign of them hugging and like doing this and said, just cause or cause just C-A-U-S-E like cause. And I thought, okay, that's a play on of like the cause of our relationship breaking up with Schwartz and Sandy's. So it was a little like, it was oh, a little really? It was a little pointed. I mean, it's it's very messy. It's very reality show. And Katie, like all the comments were like, oh, gross. You're not a girl's girl. Blah 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 yeah. blah blah. You know, you know, a lot of people. I like Raquel, but Katie was like, yo, you guys, th- you really think you did something here? But these comments ate. Lol. Lol. Yeah. And because a lot of these were just pro um, Katie. Katie comments. But at the same time, I just like, I mean, imagine the reality of that situation of 
your ex being on a television show and you'd never know what's going to come up on Instagram with some, like now we're in this part of the show where the show isn't really even theirs anymore. It's ours. And now we're yes. going to comment. And then Raquel, this is one of the biggest posts Raquel's ever posted. It got over like 55,000 likes. And I'm like, Oh shit. I just didn't think Raquel would ever try to like be Go barbed there. like that. Yeah. Like, is she, is she wanting to be a villain? Is she wanting to be that person? Which seems very not Raquel. Okay, so I was talking about this with a couple of people at OBX, and they were OB, saying- Oh, Outer Banks, sorry. Outer, Outer Banks, Banks. sorry, OBX. sorry. OBX. Short, short I thought I was like, is that a new workout program, OBX? No, at Outer Banks, I was talking to a couple of TikTokers, and they were talking about Vanderpump, and they were like, it seems like DJ James Kennedy's new girlfriend is like trying to get her Allie, 15 yeah. minutes- and they're like, well, that's like what Raquel did, right? Like she finally got in there, was a main cast member. People loved her. And now she's trying to maintain that status without DJ James Kennedy. But and we so, saw Raquel on those other seasons. She could barely speak. Like how did she, I, know. I mean, it's hard for me to believe that she really was gunning for this lifestyle when it's like, she was so shy, so not like she she was learning to stand up for herself. It seemed very genuine to me in the fact that she it didn't seem like she was pushing to be a star. That's why it's so I'm like, oh, yeah, she did the long play and like hope that DJ James Kennedy, they would break up. Like to me, that doesn't even fully make sense. I don't so know. What do you think is happening? It. Like, what do you think from like a psychological well, think, let's therapy? I think, Raquel, <laughs> I think Raquel and then we'll get into Sheena in a second because Sheena kind of oh, exacerbated yeah. the problem. Raquel, I think, is that, okay, well, I am on a show. I am kind of broke. I do want to, like, this is, they truly, these are truly her friends. She does hang out with them all yep. the time. Like, she hangs out with Sheena all the time, Tom and Ariana all the time. Like, so she is a part of this friend group. And if she is somebody that, like, lived with her parents and then was DJ James Kennedy's girlfriend, she really is finding out her life. In fact, on the show, like, I always say, did she just wake up? I like, got like frozen in ice after 50 years. Cause it doesn't seem like she knows anything. She anything, even found out. Yeah. She said Sandoval taught her the word boundaries. She didn't know what that was before. And like, there just seems to be a basic level of like not knowing how anything works with Raquel. And like so she's, she's naive. Yeah. So, and she's almost growing up in front of our eyes. Yes. So I think it's going to be messy in certain ways. Do I think she should have posted the thing with Schwartz? No. For the show, I think it's good overall because yes. it kind of stokes that fire. Now, Sheena jumps in and Sheena did an interview with Page Six yeah. where she talks about that, you know, she listen, she, because she's the one that supposedly like, you know, like tried to push the Raquel Schwartz thing. And she goes, no, I checked with Katie. I have text messages that said like, you know, that this is okay. Like that I said, you know, that she was fine with it. She wanted Tom to move on. And so Sheena says this, and then Katie, this is why it's, wild, the receipts, it's like, baby. Katie then like goes on her Instagram and starts like actually posting the text from Sheena. And she wrote back in May, after we spoke in Vegas, I told Sheena, I wasn't down for this shit. So keep going with this diabolical nonsense. And she posts the screenshot and the screenshot is um, uh, Sheena goes, so was that you putting up a front? And Katie's like, when in public, that's how I present. And Sheena goes, literally, why would I think you were lying to my face? You were telling me how much happier you are, et cetera, et cetera. So I've been happy for you. And then Katie goes, anyway, I just wanted to let you know, I tried to RSVP for your wedding, but couldn't. And then Sheena's like, I talked to Shelby and she said, you're booked in. You literally told me in Vegas that you want Tom to move on because I'll make it, it'll make it easier for you because you had already. And you encouraged me to push him to move on. And Katie goes, I want Tom to move on. Of course, that's not really what I'm getting at. And Sheena's like, so that's what I've been doing because that's what you asked me. The past few weeks, we had Brock's family in town, B-Day, Mother's Day, a flood twice, travel across the country and just started therapy. I'm not even doing my own wedding planning. 
Um, and then she goes on in another one and Katie titles this, I was pretty clear that I didn't mean or co-sign shit. So why go through with this? Mm-hmm. And she goes, Sheena, get a, get a fucking grip. My life is a fucking mess. And then Sheena goes, I understand that now when we caught up in Vegas, it was a very different story. You gave me, you gave me, so forgive me for being caught off guard at the moment. And Katie's like, I was nothing but supportive when you went through your divorce. And Sheena goes, I want to be here for both of you and Tom. You're my friends and I love you both. And then the next slide, Katie goes, after starting to lay some groundwork, inviting Schwartz and Raquel to her birthday, but not me, it was very obvious, but sure too busy to check in with me. And then Katie goes, I'm selling my house, dividing my belongings, trying to find somewhere to live, record podcasts. podcasts. You are are telling (laughs) Lala how much Schwartz means to you and blah, blah. No, no girl. Sorry. You only want to be there for him and you're using him to create drama and I'm not here for it. And then Sheena goes, and I've been stressed as fuck raising a kid wondering if I still have a job. So I'm sorry. I haven't checked in the past few weeks when I was convinced in Vegas, you were so much happier right now. I'm so sorry. That's not the case. And this is hard. I know how fucking hard it is. I've been there too. And then Katie writes, always making it about you. And yeah. she's like, no, I'm, I'm explaining I have empathy for the situation. And she goes, you don't. And then, <laughs> sorry, I'm going to keep going, but I think this is fascinating. No, information. it's so good. In another post or another comment, Katie goes, yeah, I was very supportive during Sheena's divorce and wouldn't have dreamed of meddling this way. Grief isn't linear. And I have said all kinds of shit, cried and screamed all while being under a microscope and thought I had actual friends during these conversations. She said, I told him I would wing woman for him in regards to Tom. And I said, yeah, when he is ready, he could probably use some encouragement from some friends. Did I have 17 drinks? No, LOL, that was hyperbole. I'm finding humor is still lost in social media. I remember Mm -hmm. our entire 10 minute conversation, Gina. What I meant by that was it wasn't the environment to take anything I was saying seriously. It was cheeky, girly chat. And I certainly didn't think she would throw it in Tom's face either. Do you have cheeky, girly chat, Lex? Is that a cheeky, girly chat? Is that, yeah. I mean, there's different layers of chat, right? Like there's like, when you're one-on-one with like one or two of your closest friends, and that's when you're really honest about what you're feeling. But if you're having cheeky girly chat, I could have the, I could have a conversation with the same person about like an ex-boyfriend, let's say. And like one week I'm good. And I'm like, you know, I feel really good and happy and blah, blah, blah. And the next week I'm like bummed out. Like it's not linear. It's not linear. And listen, I've been through a divorce. I know exactly what she's talking about. I know. And so has Sheena. That's why. There are times when you save face around your friends. There's a time when you're like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. There are times when you joke around. There are times of like, yeah, I want Tom to be happier. I want my ex to be happy. There are those times. And when you're presented with those things happening, it's still so hard. And Sheena does know this. And Sheena does have these kind of sort of receipts. And I really like Sheena, but it is funny. Sheena knows that this is like Sheena just don't hook hook up with somebody in the friend group. But at the same time, there is in this moment, and I will talk to Sheena about this, is that were you choosing the show or were you choosing your friendship? Because it feels like you might have been choosing the show because you know that him and Raquel pushing for that would make great storyline. And it like, listen, we still have Katie upset and this is about yep. to happen on the show. So we get this whole season of Katie upset from this point on. Plus now we have Katie upset in real life and you're like, damn, they're not even filming. And she's going through this pain and they're not even. And filming. now it's about Sheena again. And also, like, but also guess who gets excused? Who? Raquel? Schwartz. 
We're not Schwartz. blaming Schwartz oh my at all. God. Schwartz is literally oh, like sure. he's he's like a little handicapped dude that's like, oh, the poor guy can't think for himself or do anything. He, he can't. Sometimes he gets. Oh, da, da. we're treating him like the child that we've always treated him like, and now we are once again. All the women are fighting, and he is just and scot just, free of like, yes, I don't know, I I can't, da, da, I can't talk very good. Like, what is going on? I have no idea. But okay, I mean, she also is like, I don't know if I have a job. Is she referencing the fact that like she's trying to find a storyline here to remain relevant well, on the show? Listen, that is the thing. The first two episodes, Sheena's barely in them. Um, you know, uh, from my understanding, the Brock wedding, which is covered, like Brock's not in really in the show at all. Uh wow. he's actually talked about that. And um, so I think there is that kind of thing to produce. I will say, I think Sheena does it better than other people. Like, I'm like, this is pretty messed up and like pretty good. Like you're, this is a reason why Sheena has been there for 10 seasons, but I think they've always tried to find a way. Like Sheena has been one of the outsiders from the very first season when she used to get picked on by Stassi and Dodie and Katie, you know, like she was always that odd man out and she's kind of remained that way in a lot of ways, but like, yeah, like, I I don't know how Katie would be friends with Sheena at this point. Like, this is yeah. just like, dude, there's like some basic things that you should know not to do. And this is one of them. Don't hook one of our friend group people, even if she doesn't like Raquel. It's not cool. And also, like, I think the thing that it is so, especially as we watch this play out on social media and on television, like, we are watching it for entertainment purposes. Again, both on social, Katie dropping receipts and what we're seeing play out on the show. But at the end of the day, this is still their real fucking lives. Like Katie is going through a Katie's divorce. Katie's truly divorced. Like, Katie's truly like- And her this friend is made out with her like ex-husband who I don't even know if the, the ink well, is dry on their divorce. And just, like, just to like, just to like a sway- like the, Kate, the The Raquel Schwartz relationship is truly just fr- friends. They did make out at Sheena's wedding, but it is just, I think they made out maybe twice, but it's just- friends and that really is it and i think okay but also potentially i always think look behind that of like okay was that also posted to distract maybe from somebody else schwartz is dating is that i don't think schwartz tells us the truth about what's going on in his real life and even like you can be upset at schwartz for like you know how he treated katie blah 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 but i would be more upset for schwartz for not sharing his real life on the show Yes. And that's the part where I'm like, okay, if people are throwing each other in the bus and all that stuff, you guys do owe us. If you're going to, you know, fight He's with all the like women. acting like Robin. <laughs> you, exactly. They, no, exactly. So like all the cast members, you then owe us what's really going on with yep. Schwartz or to convince him that he needs to sign this other person on the dotted line to come on the show. And because everybody else is doing it, everybody else is sacrificing like I, like you know, Katie, Katie putting her shit out there like this. Well, Katie's even honest saying, yeah, I've hooked up with a couple of people since I've uh, made out with a couple of people, but Schwartz is like, Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. And you know, he has, oh, you know, you know he, he has. has, he's like a, you know, you know C lister with a couple of restaurants in LA. Good looking you know dude. Like girls he's, are he's, coming in to Tom, Tom and Schwartz and Sandy's and like they're flirting their little hearts out. Come on. If this was your personal life that you weren't on a reality show of like, keep whatever you want secret. It's your business. Yep. You're on a reality show. If you do not want to show us the reality of your life, I then question why you should be there. I do start going like, okay, you're not that charming. You're not that entertaining. Like I've seen a lot of you, like, 
I want to know the reality of your situation. I want to know how quickly you picked up. I want to know, you know, and there's just a lot of rumors about Schwartz. And uh, I think, I don't think we're going to get the honest truth out of him. So I think it needs to be dragged out of him. And that's where I wish Sheena would put the attention of like, drag the truth out of this dude. Don't try to upset Katie and make her go ballistic. Yeah. And of course, but Sheena won't do that. Cause I also think Sheena's like a little bit meek. And I think it's like easier for her to have a conversation with Katie because Katie is direct. Whereas like, where, how far is a conversation between Sheena and Schwartz going to get? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's like literally, like, that. is that like, fair to say? Um, yeah, no, I, I completely understand that, but here it is. We're talking about it. We're excited for the show. So mm-hmm. it is this really damning thing of like, man, that's messed up. Cause you and so know, I this don't is know, like Ryan, like, I don't know about you, but there is still always a part of me in like the back, 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 back of my mind. That's like, Remember at the end of the hills where they moved the Hollywood sign yes, screen, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, are they all in on this? And like, okay, really, Sheena well, and Katie have like a second text chat where they're like, we're gonna say this, and we're gonna say this, and I'm gonna post, and they're I all wish in I could, on I it. I wish I could say yes. That is not the case in this. I do know for a fact yeah, this okay. is very real. Okay, um, but I will say, like, but listen. I do think Sheena did try to push that Raquel thing in terms of getting something that would be good for the show. Yeah. So I think, you know, you'll try to try to maneuver it uh, to like make things work, but for all intents and purposes, the show is more real than I think people give it credit for, you know, like, is that, you know, they know they have shoot dates that are scheduled out. Like, Oh, you're going to be yeah. shooting the scene with this person today. Uh, and let's remind everybody what's going on at this point. Like those things are, but then there's a lot of things that are actually nat- naturally happening. Um, so we'll see, but I'm just like, oh man, but then you see how popular it is. And you're like, okay, I guess whatever makes this show popular. I'm really, I think I get to talk to Sheena this week and I'm really excited. Ooh, this is good to, timing. Well, we'll see. I mean, who knows? This is what also worries me when something like this ballistic happens. I always think that then Bravo and all that's going to put a lockdown on them of like, you can't talk to anybody now. You cannot, because yeah. Don't you know, like all of this drama, it's like, there's not cameras there. Like you're missing out on good content. Yeah. And then the show becomes the Instagram show more than the show show. We'll actually be back uh, to the news in just one second. I wanted to talk to you guys about this week's sponsor really quickly. And this week, So Bad It's Good, is sponsored by Nutrafol. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I am obsessed with Nutrafol. Uh, It is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement and is clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Now, you're like, Ryan, you have beautiful hair already, but you you guys know, I've talked about this in the past where I'm like, I'm starting to see like little, you know, starting to see it kind of recede back. And I was talking, I made this list on uh, on my app of like things that I want to improve. Like, you know, do you ever do that? Like, oh, I've got like a pat, like I'm getting dry patches of skin here and there and I need to, to go see somebody about this. And this was something that I was talking about, about receding hairlines. And so it was so awesome when this product got sent to me and I was like, oh my God, this actually is something that I'm trying to work on myself. And how also crazy because this is for women and men at the same time. I mean, 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. And if you're among them, know you're not alone and that there's a solution you can trust to deliver results. And that's with Nutrafol. And uh, I love Nutrafol. I got to tell you, I've been taking it now for three weeks. 
And I mean, listen, I know I'm probably seeing what I want to see, but have you guys seen some of the YouTube? My hair looks luxurious. I'm not even joking. Also, I know this is kind of like beyond the point, but this is some of the most beautiful packaging I've ever seen. Look, I'm shaking it right now. It is this beautiful, beautiful, like, I think this is like glass. It is like this bottle is just, I, I can't, I'm trying to explain. I'm going to probably put a picture up of this because it is just uh like, I'm going to save this bottle after I'm even done with my supplements. Uh, anyways, I'm, I'm talking way too much now just about the beauty of a bottle when it's this amazing product. Uh, millions of Americans experience thinning hair. And it's it's more than common. It's normal. But it's not openly talked about, right? Especially amongst women. So going through it can feel lonely and frustrating. It is time to change the conversation and join the thousands of women who are standing up for their strands with Nutrafol. Nutrivol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism through whole body health. My, they should actually make target six root causes, and one of those should be Lisa Rinna. <laughs> Nutrafol has three unique formulas to support women throughout all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. Each formula is physician-formulated using natural, drug-free, medical-grade ingredients in consistently effective dosages so you get the most reliable results. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. 3,000-plus top doctors and stylists recommended Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. So you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support So Bad It's Good, our little show right here, by going to Nutrafol.com, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L, and I'll put this in the show notes as well, and all you have to do is enter the promo code SOBAD, which is like, we should do so good, because this product's great, but the product code is SOBAD to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is the best offer anywhere and is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. So you also get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com and use promo code SOBAD. Uh, a couple of other facts just really quickly, just to, to sell you guys even more if you're not already, is it you know it's only a simple addition to your morning routine. I take four pills in the morning. Um, it's four pills you take every morning, and you're going to begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair in about three to six months. Um, Nutrafol not only offers hair growth nutraceuticals, but also customized supplements as well, like hair growth duos and topical support with growth activator hair serum so that you can build a tailor-made daily wellness regimen based on your specific needs. Um, so go to the website, poke around. That's all you need to do. Visit Nutrafol.com. You can even take their hair wellness quiz for personalized product recommendations that are, re that are unique to your own hair's needs. It's uh, neutral women, especially it's ideal if you're experiencing that thinning hair caused by stress, dieting, overstyling and environmental toxins, while women's balance is formulated with additional hormone support for those with thinning hair through menopause. Now, remember, healthier hair takes time. You'll begin to experience that, like I said, in three to six months. The powerful ingredients bring your body back into balance, but you may also notice improvements to your 
your overall well-being, including more restful sleep, less stress, and better skin and nails. When you subscribe, you're going to receive automatic monthly deliveries so you will never miss a dose. Now, remember, that's Nutrafol.com, promo code SOBAD, and that will be in the show notes as well. And listen, I was talking to my mom about this because my mom's currently bald, <laughs> but after all the chemo and she's able to um, you know, start growing hair again. And hopefully we're like, we should try this. We were, she was like, give me some of this. And I was like, hell yeah, I will mom. Okay. You guys back to our show. Right. And like, is anybody watching the show to play, see what played out like a year ago or are they watching what's happening now as a result of that? You know, that's the thing is that they need to find a way to like edit a show in a day so we can have it that moment because they need like love Island rules. Kind of. I mean, that's why, like, at least with Summer House this season, I like it that they're at least locked in one location for the most part. Like, we go to the Summer House. That's where we go every weekend, and then shit happens. Which, by the way, you've only missed one episode. The next episode comes on tonight, on Monday night, so you can still catch up easily. But it's sadder so far because it's it seems like it's more about growing up, you know? Yeah. Trying to, like, realize that maybe we shouldn't be partying as hard. Maybe we shouldn't. And I'm like... I don't know if I want that. I don't know. I want. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I started watching the first episode and I like turned it off because I was like, everybody seems a little bit bummed out. Like, yeah, there's the new people and everything, but like everybody kind of seemed tired. Like a horse tranquilizer. That was it. It was like, dude, it was like a Saturday night and they were like all in bed at like 11. And I was like, wait, what is going on? I said, is this a Sunday? No, this is a Saturday. You get your ass up and you go drink an espresso martini. Like, exactly. Go do some stupid shit for me. Like, and that's, that's the the reality of our lives too. It's like, yeah, like sometimes I was just hung over yesterday and I was just moaning <laughs> to myself in my bed. Like I couldn't even concentrate on TV. That probably wouldn't have been fascinating television, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. But also like, ugh, I don't know. The Summer House cast is interesting. What I will say that I enjoy or appreciate when we, as we were talking about things playing out on Instagram versus the show is Lindsay and Danielle were very tight lipped on what, uh, actually happened between them you know what I mean like I still don't really know I know it's coming this season I think it has a little bit to do obviously it has to do with Carly engagement and stuff but like I think they did a good job of that but I'm also like proactively sad because it I don't want them to not be friends and it looks like things get so bad Kyle's on the show today like I have Kyle on the show today and my big question was like are you and Carl okay like are you like that I said I said, isn't it funny that like the one relationship I want to know the most about is you and Carl? I don't yes. like you and Amanda. I'm like, okay, I don't, whatever you guys, but you and Carl, are you guys okay? Like I, I need you guys to be okay. <laughs> and well, but then you think about the reality of our lives too, is that we do lose touch with people. We do start yep. growing up in different ways and growing apart from each other. And you do, and then sometimes it's not dramatic. Sometimes it's like, I'll never fucking talk to that dude ever again. It's sometimes it's just subtle. Sometimes it just kind of Sometimes it just fizzles. Yeah. And like, you can only be legacy friends for so long and then there's just not, it doesn't make sense, but, um, but are they okay? (laughs) They, they are, (laughs) I think they had dinner. They had dinner a couple of weeks ago because they wanted to like talk before all this stuff started, you know, but yeah, he is no longer, Carl's no longer a part of Loverboy. He does, he's an investor in Loverboy. So he wants it to succeed. And, but I have a feeling we're going to hear a lot more about that this season and what Carl's actual role at the company was. Um, and I think in our minds, we're all like, oh, they're a happy family and they just work together all day and then they go home and then they date each other. And like, yeah, and, and just life is never that simple and like that put together, you know? Correct. Um, oh. Okay. So this weekend in New York, uh, Countess Luann is still doing her cabaret mm. shows and it is, it is, I think it's this place called 54 Below in New York. 
And I've seen her cabaret show a lot. Great, great stuff. I want and, to hear this uh, story. I know it's coming. a wild <laughs> weekend of shows. Somebody legitimately, somebody threw up in the audience, threw up on her and she handled it gracefully, I hear, you know. And by the way, I was like, oh my God, is that Dorinda? And I made that joke before <laughs> Dorinda had actually come and Dorinda got shit canned at the Countess Luann show. There's video of it. She had to be escorted out, supposedly. Uh, Queens of Bravo uh, had some uh, footage. footage where we hear Dorinda arguing with uh, with the staff. And I mean, I love Dorinda. Is that bad to say? Like, of course she got belligerently drunk and then mad as she was escorted out of Countess Luann's cabaret show. Well, like, of course you would. Well, and the sad thing is like, they, they talked to her earlier in the show and she did this really beautiful, like, we love each other. We've known each other for so long. And it was this kind of beautiful thing that you would want. Like, oh, that's nice. But that was earlier in <laughs> And then the, she uh, had the seven espresso martinis. <laughs> Somebody wrote Queens of Bravo and wrote, uh, hi, Queens of Bravo. I was at the Countess Cabaret tonight in New York City with my girlfriends. It was wild. I can confirm that there were more drunk people there than at the club. It was so fun. <laughs> As a longtime fan of Dorinda, I was thrilled to see her there. She arrived and welcomed a full spectacle and was helping the crowd get pumped up by encouraging them to sing and dance in the aisle. She was clearly wasted by the end and was heard screaming at waiters, staff, and other guests, even when Countess Luann was performing. It was crazy. After she was escorted out for her bad behavior, she was seen outside waiting for a cab clearly unable to walk without assistance. My friends and I kept trying to take a pic with her, but she yelled at us too. And then the person goes, it was awesome. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love, love like, that. what a turn of like, she yelled at me. Yes. It was amazing. It was crazy. And she goes, the Countess Cabaret is a must. I hope you enjoy this. And please let, I love it. It was like, I uh, saw somebody completely belligerent, not able to get to a car. I highly recommend the Countess. I got Luan. yelled at by that person. You, ten out of ten. If, yeah, like <laughs> I love that the positivity of this, and then there's like footage of her, uh, or we get to hear the audio of her yelling at somebody. And then what was so great? Dorinda went live, which is always a bad move. Oh Dorinda no! Those people that gets tanked on a regular basis, but wakes up early, and therefore she says, "No, see, I'm good. I wake up early." Like it's one of those like I don't know how your body processes alcohol. Glad you can. Does it better than mine? But she starts <laughs> reading the comments, you guys, and she's like, "Yeah, last night was fun." And then she's like, "No, no, I didn't. I didn't get." And she has her big goofy glasses on, her big old man up glasses, and she's like. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't get escorted out at all. That's that's not true. And then she's like, read all the comments. And you see her recognition of like, uh, no, no, that's just not, it's not, that's not true. No, that's not true. And, um, but my thing is like, I love Dorinda and like, what a great story. But at the same time, we have so many stories like this of Dorinda. Like it is. Yes. And even the being put on pause when Roni was still Roni a couple of seasons ago, part of that was because of the anger she would exhibit when she was drinking alcohol and it's weird. All this time has passed, a pandemic, all of this stuff. And she's still in the exact same place. We saw her an ultimate girls trip. We saw her. And, you know, Countess Luann, obviously, she's an alcoholic and she's admitted that. And I think uh, she's fallen off the wagon a couple of times. But still, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I don't know if I'm trying to credit, but, you know, she's still able to go out and do this show and be functional. And yes. Dorinda seems like a non-functional uh, alcoholic at this point. So there's like something, this really sad element that she still just can't accept that what from our viewpoint is, it seems like she has a very big problem. And even though it's entertaining, it's potentially the thing that's going to keep her off TV in the long run. Yes. And I think that, I think what's hard with Dorinda and like what I've seen historically, and like, you're right. Like I just said, you know, I'm like, I love like 
that's like a funny story to hear about Dorinda and her reacting and being like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Again, at the end of the day, it's well, a I would have probably loved it if matter. I was there. Yes. But like, I think the thing that makes me feel for Dorinda, it's like she gets so wasted sometimes. And it is so clear and evident to me that like she has not processed like her husband's death or like certain like she's not taking the steps yeah, to sort of like yeah. process. And it almost feels like now it manifests through her drinking and getting absolutely belligerently blackout drunk. And it's like, at this point, if you can't acknowledge that, like that in itself is the problem, right? Like, yeah, I mean, Luann can acknowledge it. She's fallen off, but she can acknowledge it and continues to get back up. Like Dorinda hasn't acknowledged that. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And then, yeah, no? she's just like, oh, yeah, it was a bad night. But, you know, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, she, you know, in Ultimate like, Girlship, so she would be Bravo. like, she would apologize immediately and then everything was fine. And I just feel like you see this pattern of behavior so much. And especially with Brandy Glanville getting kicked off the last uh, trip, Ultimate Girls trip. You know, I think there's going to be a tightening of the belts in terms of even behavior. So it's like, it is weird now we're putting like, okay, what is acceptable behavior and what isn't? Um, and especially though, when Roni Legacy, which is on and off the chopping block, is it happening? Isn't it happening? And this kind of stuff, I don't think helps fully like you think it would people are like well she's a drunken mess that'll be fun to watch kind of but i think they're more interested in being able to see the dynamics between the women and potentially yeah. without the alcohol part of it um but luann said at the show too about roni legacy it is uh still going to happen but they have now decided and i think this is interesting they now decided they want the cast not bravo wants ramona in it so Ooh. they are i think they are and I think it's tough. They're pulling I think, a friends cast where they're negotiating. Yeah, favorite together. nations. Yeah, favorite, <laughs> but, but I would think too, though, with that, you're in a real. Um, I don't think they have a lot of room to negotiate. As like people are like, oh, they're legends. Yeah, they are legends. But remember, at the end of the day, any TV is there to sell soap. You're there to yeah. be sold advertising. At the end of the day, they want cheap, fun stuff to be able to show us. 
And there's only so much they're going to be willing to pay for. And then maybe now is not the time to be like, and we demand Ramona. And then somebody said Jill Zarin asked for too much money and she was the one that like, but then it's like, okay, well, if that is true, then get rid of Jill and just bring somebody else in that'll take less money. Like, it seems like a real easy, like, why would it hinge on Jill Zarin? Then get her out of there. And didn't it say on Demois that it's like for sure shut down now or that's not, it's now been. Well, she said it's for sure shut down, but remember anything can be shut down and anything can be brought back to life the next day. So I think they were really trying to gear up to film by now. And that part of it got shut down. They were like staffing and they were doing all this stuff. And then there were some money issues and there were, and I think what I do think what in this interim of finding out when and if it's going to happen they got they need to be a little bit more on like their kind of best behavior. Like I truly don't think stuff like this, Dorinda, like helps the situation. Yeah, for sure. I mean, no. I could be wrong. They might love, like, oh my God, oh, full-blown alcoholism. I love to watch that. Yes. No, but there's like sometimes like the thing with Dorinda is like sometimes it's too far. Like you just, you know, named off from Ultimate Girls. Like she takes it too far where it's uncomfortable. It's not entertaining anymore. It's like, oh, this is bad. Like you have a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that whole mess is happening. We'll see. And it's just always sad then Dorinda going on live and then, you know, having to be yeah. confronted with her own behavior and not being able to accept it at all. So that's always sad and interesting. Um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, you guys started filming this past week. So cameras are up. Uh, I will say this is so, Garcelle posted a picture with her, uh, Sutton Strack and um, Crystal. Yeah. And (laughs) listen, I'm an idiot. I reposted and I was like, my three favorites, yeah. (laughs) And then I started getting so many comments from girls on the picture that I posted that I just reposted from Garcelle's post. And this is uh, this is unsavory for a gentleman to talk about, but I will say I did not notice this until everybody is that Sutton um, Sutton has it. a very Sutton has a very obvious camel toe in these photos, oh. and uh, you can look at it on Garcelle's thing, and it's like, and I I got like over a hundred messages going like, look at that, look at that. I'm like, I didn't even see it. Go to Garcelle's. Oh page. my go god, right I'm going now. right now. And it was not. Listen, I look in. I look into her eyes. I don't look below the waist for anybody. And um, let me know. I wait, I think up. she deleted it. No, no, wait. No, 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 no. Oh wait. Oh, she did delete it. Oh my god. Okay, it was in that red fur coat one. Yeah. Um, okay, let me see. Maybe season Queen thirteen. Um, no screenshot. Well, I, I mean, I. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, wait. <laughs> Go to Queens of Bravo Plus. Okay. Because Queens of Bravo, by the way, got, they got their whole account taken down for Stop. some reason. Um, oh and then, my god! Do you see it? Do you see it? Yes. It's that's wild, right? Oh my god! I know, I know, I know. And by the way, Sutton already thinks I'm weird, so hopefully this won't get back to Sutton about me talking about. But I wasn't the one that even discovered it. Everybody else was telling me. Yeah, I was you're like, like so I didn't even notice it at all. I was like, heck yeah, they're all like, like stay on each other's teams. I love this. Oh so, my god! So I, so that's like, that's quite the camel. Disgust me. Yeah, that's what I'm a, scared. Yeah. So, so anyways, cameras are rolling. That kind of excitement is going to be on TV. Um, uh, Erica Jane still fighting her case. If you paid attention to the LA oh, times at Lord. all, there is even more. And I'm telling you, like, listen, Tom Girardi is a horrible, horrible man. And I got to tell you, I don't think Erica Jane's that great either. 
I highly suggest everybody read the LA Times article from last week where they tried to destroy this costume designer. And it was, it was, it's truly a wild article. Um, but I wanted to bring up that Jen Shaw went to prison on Friday. Yes. And she turned herself in. And that got me like kind of going down the road of prisons and studying. And the prison system is so wildly different. Like you'll have a prison that is just the armpit that is the scariest place ever. And then you'll have the quote unquote camp that Jen Shaw got assigned to in, I think, Bryan, Texas. And they call it a camp. They call it, and it, look, there's no, there's no cell doors. It's an open living facility. You can buy an MP3 player through commissary. Their commissary what? list is like better than my 7-Eleven close to me. They get access to like they have better health care than we do. What? And yes. And it's over. And um, so now, and she posted this post beforehand of like, I'm going to, you know, make good. And I, I, I cannot wait to like keep, I cannot wait be to reformed. Uh, yeah. Be reformed. But also I'm going to let you guys know of my progress throughout. And I'm like, this is the point where like, I don't want to know your progress. I like, just go do your time. Like, just leave, leave us alone. Like you, you, you do. How is she going to let us know her progress though? Like, does she have a cell phone in there? Is she making content? Well, I'm, I'm sure, dude, I, that's the other thing. I'm so confused about, it, it, it varies from prison to prison because I always say I get on prison TikTok. They all have phones making TikToks in there. They have they have huge accounts on TikTok, these prisons. Oh like my God. It. I didn't know yeah. that. And some people, some people, it's not an iPad, but they're a tablet. They'll have some, some prisons, they get their own tablet where they can like just mess around on it. I'm like- Come on, man. Like, I'm over I here was... on like tarot card TikTok. I'm like, I didn't know prison TikTok was a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got it. You by the way, just us talking about prison TikTok right now. Means I'm now gonna get prison be on TikTok. Prison TikTok. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I just kind of think, you know, I, I think it's this this all of our obsessions with celebrity and to be a celebrity. I read or I listened to Heather Gay's book. And one of the overwhelming things I took away from it is how much she wanted to be on this show and to be a celebrity and how much she truly feel like it was religion. And now I feel like she thinks this is her life's work of yeah. being on television. And to me, that is one of the sadder things because it's also very relatable. We're all like that. We all want to be special. We all want that. But then at a certain point when you cross a line and when you're I'm like, I don't want, I don't need Jen Shaw to be special anymore. I don't need yes. just be just try to make up for your shit and like your family. Like that's it. Just take care of you and your family, you know? But I think again, going back to the MGK Megan Fox thing, I think that maybe it is like the fame bug that bites you. There becomes this obsession of having a third person who is public opinion in your bed as a means of validation. Like she feels like she needs to give that information and overshare and whatever, because I think that, there's this fear that if you stop doing that, people will stop caring about you. Whereas we are kind of saying like, go away and do that and come back and have your Cinderella story. Like, you know, but I think that people feel like it's easier to stay in the spotlight than go away and try to come back. Well, I also think that people wildly miscalculate like, okay, well, I was this before prison. I should be able to come right back to reality shows right. of some sort. Like it's that like, to them is a, a crime. Well, it's like, but then that to them is like, that's my profession. I'm like, no, that's not your profession. You just lucked out or you wanted to be a part of this. Go work on your actual life because being on right. a reality show is not, and reality shows end all the time. Even all those Vanderpump Rules people were talking about, you know, you even see in that text of Sheena of like, listen, I don't even know if I had a job this season. Like they're all wanting this train to keep going. And eventually the train stops on everything. And yes. that's the thing we're like, okay, now you have this, 
give this golden opportunity to try to become a real person away from everybody. Like you can work on yourself away from any of us. Imagine being told that you didn't have to do Instagram uh, anymore. Like, or you right? could just like, there, there's something that I would imagine would be freeing after a while about that. But I don't, I think I, I, I don't, I don't know with some of these real housewives. I'm like, I don't know if they want to go away from that because I don't oh, know they, if they no, feel absolutely secure don't. enough in their fame. Like, no, I could see like a big celebrity, but again, like, yeah, them. Even Bethany Frankel, not. even Bethany oh, Frankel cannot. She need like you're like, what's the point of being rich if you're going to be this annoying all the time? Like, what is the point no. of like no. either you want to be like a shitty stand up comedian or you want to be somebody that's rich and helps people? Like the the weird mix of do the your two own thing. Like she also uh, Kyle and her were just together. Oh, in Aspen, just, yes. right? In Aspen. And by the way, I just want to point out Bethany Frankel unfollowed Kyle a long time ago. So for her to actually acknowledge Kyle in the sense that she did with a whole Instagram post was like, look at us all these years later. I'm like, yeah, dude, Bethany, like there is a reeking of desperation over there right now that fascinates me because you're is like, she's someone that's considered for legacy. Um, I, I think they had mentioned it, but at the same time, I hope they go as far away from Bethany as possible because Bethany thinks she's bigger than the show. And I always think the show has to be the main Bethany. will like I've saved Roni so many, blah, blah, blah. And I just think that's a bunch of shit, but I I do think that she is probably now open to being in Roni legacy more now ever than before. And I hope Bravo kind of sticks to their guns and goes, well, let's see if we can create something without you because the constant taking credit for all of this stuff is exhausting. And, um, I don't know. And by the way, I saw, I watched the whole Bethany Frankel, the big shot with B on HBO max, where she tried to be like the apprentice and it sucked. Like her own reality show wasn't good. I mean, I love right. Bethany so getting she can't married. Carry a show. No, not anymore. Not the way that she's, I think she's, it's, she's too far gone uh, yeah. in terms of being any sort of relatability and especially to other women. Like, I mean, do you, oh, I mean, she's Bethany mean, Frankel? she's yeah. just mean. She's mean to like the Kardashians. She's mean to Taylor Swift. She's mean to everybody. Um, well, speaking of that, and finally, we've really been in a silent period, even though we still see them every day, but there's been a quiet period with the Kardashians, you know, and a lot of yeah. people say, oh, maybe that's because of the Balenciaga scandal, the Kanye stuff, all of this stuff. I mean, we still see them every day, but we don't have the third season of the Hulu show, which is fascinating. You know, if you look at how back to back those other seasons were, and we know the Travis Barker wedding is filmed. So yeah. they are holding this third season for some reason. I don't know what that exactly is. And they're filming Kim, the fourth season right now, I'm pretty sure. I believe so. Yeah. And Kim just launched her new Skims where shot by Harmony Corrine, who directed Spring Breakers. And what an interesting choice to, I don't know. With all those Kanye aliens. Yeah, all the aliens that she was, but, but I mean, what is your thought? Do you think this is a quiet period? Do you think this is by design? Do you think, I mean, have you thought about this at all? I mean, I think you always have to watch them for the moves that they make. I think it is absolutely intentional, but I, I, I feel like I've said this a little bit before, but like, I think that this is like the beginning of the end. It's never going to end with the Kardashians. They are, you know, the first family of royal, royal TV, yeah. reality TV. But I just feel like the overconsumption, the opulence, like there isn't the same audience for that as there once was. And you want to talk about relatability and where they started to where they are now. Like even the show, sometimes you're watching it and it's like, go on, girl, give us nothing. Like you can barely care to keep up with what they're trying to do. So I just think that maybe people are just kind of like 
over. Like we've we've gotten everything we can get out of them in terms of a reality show. Well, and then buying a new car, Kylie buying a new uh her Palm Springs mansion or whatever. I yeah, like I don't know if now is the time exactly. Like, it is weird. We are picky about our showing of opulence of wealth and like how many times can you keep going to that well to let us know that you can buy all of the eggs in the world? Like, listen, exactly. I don't care how eggs how expensive eggs are, we'll buy all of them. We have our own egg makers. Like there's this, it's <laughs> kind of this thing of like then then what what are you good for? What do you do? What do you stand for? Exactly. All of these things. And even the, what do you stand for? That was even on shaky ground this past year because of associations, the Kanye, yes. the Balenciaga. And, you know, the Kardashians sometimes now at this point, you feel like you're watching a one family wish fulfillment show where you're like, they get everything. They get everything. Mm-hmm. Like, we, do we get anything? Do we get, you know, like this isn't even actually entertaining anymore. It's just them getting more. And I do wonder, and listen, never count a Kardashian out. Like I'll eat my words probably next week, but it's that weird feeling of like, how are we feeling about them? And I think that people like, I, I certainly know before when season two came out and everything, I was like, I'm like kind of done with them. I need a break from the Kardashians. It was like over stimulation of the Kardashians after the wedding and everything. But like, and she went hard on that Pete Davidson relationship and really yeah, did a 180. And yeah. went like, I mean, she was like, they were talking to kids, man. And then that was like, and I think she even realized that was a miscalculation potentially. Yes. Yes. And then, you know, the whole Kanye thing, like it was just all too much, but this is the thing you still like what now we have Kendall and bad bunny. Like, Oh my God. I forgot to, to- say that Kendall is day. De- Explain this to me. Like, no offense to Kendall. I Obviously, she's know. gorgeous, but like Bad Bunny seems like a wackadoo. And I mean that in a complimentary way. I mean that in a he seems like real. Like, what the hell are Bad Bunny and Kendall Jenner talking about? Because Kendall sometimes is like watching wood dry, like your paint dry on wood. You're just like, what is like and and no, listen, like Ryan... I get she's gorgeous. I get that she's every girl's dream fantasy, her and Haley Bieber, but I don't get it. But Ryan, you know what else weirds me out? So Bad Bunny is an artist. He has, you know, like Miley Cyrus or Madonna, like different characters that he's playing or portraying with his fashion and whatever. And everyone is like talking about how he's in his Brody Jenner era. And now he's dating. (laughs) Oh my God. What if he does, what if he does a Benefer where that first time JLo and Benefer got together and he started like tanning and he was wearing fake tanner and suits. What if Bad Bunny starts dressing like a Brody Jenner slash Lord Disick? He is dressing like him. I just want to know what you talk about. Cause like, I just want to, it would just comfort me sometimes if bad bunny would leave a day with Kendall and be like, Oh, what the fuck was she talking about? Like that was boring as hell, but maybe she's the most fascinating person alive. Who knows? I just think it's, I just don't see it on the show. I really think it's PR and perhaps I'm like, I'm just looking at him looking like Brody Jenner now, but Oh my God. I'm like, I know there's like a tweet about it. Um, you know, Bad Bunny is obviously so popular, but his music is like Latin music. It's not, you know, English speaking, but I'm curious if this is like a way to, you know, tap into the mainstream, like continue to be talked about coming off of the Grammys. He opened the Grammys, he won Grammys and coming off of that now entering like that mainstream, like I had friends texting me being like, I don't even know who this is opening the show. And I love Bad Bunny. So I know his music. Yeah. But like, I just think, again, it's like, what is two plus two equals four? Like, you need me. We can do a little Kardashian, a sprinkle of a small Kardashian story 
and be, you know, in the mainstream media cycle, but it's not anything that's huge or breaking. Let's I always want to romanticize these people though, going like that bad bunny's like, yo, man, all I need to concentrate is making good music and good do good performances. This other aspect of it to me is like, oh man, you're gonna play along with this other PR aspect of this of like. Dude, you're so loved. Like I, like I said, I've tried to get into Bad Bunny. I've listened to his newest album a couple of times now, and I think I'm starting to hear it a little better. But I'm like, I know he has such this passionate fan base of people even written yes. in just how much they love him. I'm like, go towards that. Go towards that light. Don't go towards the Kendall Jenner light. No offense to Kendall. I know you mean a lot to tall people, but um, you know, <laughs> to what people I'm with like, long slender yeah, to hands. With long, look, you guys, look how long my hand. She wanted to prove to us how long her hand was. Um, oh, by the way, and also the Emily Ratajkowski, Eric Andre breakup. Did you have any gone too soon? Gone, but not forgotten. They already broke up. I after so that new photo, disappointed that they that broke up. Photo. I know. If they are actually broke up, I'm actually broken up. I'm bummed out by that because I really liked that. I made a whole TikTok around it about how funny guys finish first. And like, I was, I'm like, I saw that where she's like, when your latest situationship ends. And I was like, yeah. no, yeah. why well, God, like, why? <laughs> she's probably scouring open mic nights looking for the next comedian. She was like, bang, you know, Pete Davidson, Eric Andre. Um, and which, by the way, I had no, like, of course, I, I didn't think that was such a weird pairing. Like, and also, I don't think Eric Andre's. I ugly. loved I them as a pair. Well, like, I just Eric, like it made sense to me. A lot of people with Eric Andre. So Eric Andre went to the acting school that I taught at and worked at. And mm -hmm. I hate to like burst uh, Eric Andre fans bubbles, how he's insane. Eric Andre is one of the hardest working actors that I've ever met in my life. This dude, I'll have to find it. Like he wrote down like the things he does when he, this is before the, the Eric Andre show, you know, but not too long before. And this guy would just run lines, run lines, run lines. Him and my friend, Angelique Cabral, who's on a bunch of TV shows, um, they would just run lines together. And he would just like, he would play ping pong during running lines, trying to get the lines. But he was so dedicated, so dedicated. So it takes a lot of work to be that insane or to come yes. off that insane. Yes. And I will say one of the hardest working actors that I'd ever, I remember going, oh man, I got to take a note from what this guy does. Yeah, I got to step this my game up. Works. Yeah. And it's true. It's like so interesting to hear that somebody who comes off so like casual and nonchalant and like, you know, they, they haven't even planned their next step is probably very behind the scenes knows exactly what they're doing. Yeah. But I almost maybe like that's that. Very, it, that's very attractive. You know? Well, I like that also doesn't seem fake. Like sometimes the Kardashians will telegraph their mo movements. And yes. for me, it's like, okay, but if you're always working hard at what you do, and what the, the craft of it is there, I think, is glory in that in the long run. And people will really kind of, uh, I think, stick it out with you fan wise. They're like, oh, this guy's really putting his heart and soul, no matter yes. what it is, into something. Um, oh, yeah. OK, we always talk. Uh, th this could go on forever. Thank you, Lex. <laughs> what, what, what is what's the plans for Lex this week? What are we doing? We had the oh. OBX premiere. You got crown uh, crown jewels, uh, I believe, yeah. every Wednesday Thursday, or Thursday, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, so recording Crown Jewels tomorrow on Tuesday when this well today when this comes out. Um and then Wednesday my sister is coming from Toronto for What are a you week. guys doing? Are you going to go get the Haley Bieber smoothie at Erwin? So, no. Uh I've had it though before. It's it's very sweet. I'm so $17. Yeah. Um but I'm going to Miami for a bachelorette and she's looking after my dog and staying are. with some friends. So I'm there Thursday to Sunday and then she's here till Wednesday, but we are going to go to the new Super Mario Land at Universal Studios. Oh, awesome. And go to Toad's awesome. Cafe. 
I'm oh, very excited. I love that. Um, <laughs> well, have a great time in Miami too. That's going to be wild. Miami. Oh no, sorry. Let me be clear that this is not Miami party party. This bachelorette is like a, well, we're doing like a private yoga class and like tennis and all this spa. why are we doing miami then i feel like then just go to oklahoma or something like, you know you anywhere it's just the way it worked out and it's the most expensive weekend because it's the south beach food uh, and wine festival and we're all like oh my good god why well you only get married once or twice so it, it'll be worth it um uh guys the podcast though crown jewels uh not only go subscribe to it but rate it five stars you love samantha you love lex and lex has been on here so much so do me a personal favor go over there and rate that five stars and make sure you check it out on spotify and apple podcasts and all podcasting outlets from the good people over at betches media um and then always go follow lex on tiktok uh go Mm -hmm. follow her on instagram and uh she's just great so thank you so much for doing this once again you're great thank you for having me it's always a pleasure Bye. 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 Betches.